It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. is 11.09 p.m. on Sunday, May 7th, 2017. Good evening, everyone. This is Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw of the WCWS Radio Network. I hope everyone has enjoyed their weekend and enjoyed their Sunday. Of course, looking forward to, I'm sure, a big-time week of work and everything else and all, but, you know, whenever you come home and have nothing to listen to, of course, pop pop in one of our episodes here of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoot.com. And, of course, I say you'll be amazed at it <clears throat> as, of course, as never before with, of course, our our big time, our big time Alice right here, of course, the panel, way through tough to handle, King W.O. Gerard T. Smith, the Iceman, Jared D. Geralimo, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, the Human Surprise Machine, John Gross, and, of course, also a plethora of guests throughout the week on all of our shows in the radio network, of course, uh, talking about the one thing we all love and hold dear, and that is, of course, professional wrestling. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, I do also want to extend my appreciation once again to King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith and the other members of the panel way too tough to handle for a very excellent episode 35 of Attitude Radio last night, as, of course, the radio network celebrated its two-year anniversary on May 6, 2015. was, of course, the very first episode of the radio network, which was, a, of course, Revolution. Ever since that time, it has grown to include all of the, include all of our shows that we have currently up on the thing, including our promotions here. So, again, Attitude Radio episode 35, very very special indeed. Uh, I do thank King and WO and the rest of the panel we do have to handle for a very excellent show last night. <clears throat> and if you didn't catch that, ladies and gentlemen, you can also catch our live video feed of that of episode. 35 of Attitude Radio on the Attitude Radio Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS Attitude Radio. <clears throat> Let's go ahead, ladies and gentlemen, and bring you, of course, here tonight, in addition to, of course, our lineup of all of our shows here this this, this week here in the radio network. We, of course, we bring you our uh, wrestling history for today. Uh, <clears throat> of course, uh, something that you don't get a chance to... Uh, listen to that often here, but of course we do it each and every night on, on all of our shows in the radio network. 
Uh, of course, the human suppressor machine, John Gross, does provide them on Raw Radio on those Monday afternoons. Of course, in addition to Mondays, he also brings uh, Saturdays and Sundays. But, of course, I also bring them, bring you Saturdays and Sundays <clears throat> on uh, Power Hour every Saturday, and, of course, on our promotions here every Sunday. So we try to get, so we try to give you double the information here on that as well as so to help you help keep you informed there, of course. <clears throat> Let's see what I hear. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> and as we see, we do have uh, uh, two parts of the wrestling history tonight. So we'll go ahead and go ahead and start with it here for today, May the seventh. Uh, there's a second part that, of course, is very, very, uh, very, very special, and I will mention that here. <clears throat> I will mention it here, of course, here moment, momentarily. <clears throat> but, of course, here we go here for our wrestling history for May the 7th, 2017. Uh, of course, we got a very old, uh, very old moment once again to start off the history. 103 years ago today, which would put it at 19... 19- 1400 to see. Yes, that's correct. 1914, on this day in Kansas City, Missouri, Stanless Zabisco, no relation to, of course, the Hall of Famer Larry Zabisco, defeated Americus, whose real name was Gus Shalonen, <clears throat> defeated Americus to win the World Heavyweight Championship. 28 years ago today, which would put it at, uh, let me see, 19. Yes, 1989. NWA presented Russell War 89 Music City Showdown from Nashville Municipal Auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee. About 5,200 were in attendance with 120,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. The show, which featured a live performance from country group The Oak Ridge Boys, finished second for Best Major Wrestling Card of 1989 from Wrestling Observer Newsletter readers. And once again, match ratings are provided by Dave Meltzer of Wrestling Observer Newsletter, as recorded in the Internet Wrestling Database. Ratings are out of a possible five stars. And here are the matches that took place at this at Russell War 89 in Nashville. The Great Muda defeated Doug Gilbert, which received two out of five stars. Butch Reed defeated Ranger Ross, which received a 0.25 out of five. Dick Murdoch defeated Bob Orton Jr., of course, everyone knows him as Cowboy Bob Orton, in a bull rope match. This received a 0.5 out of 5. The dynamic dudes, Shane Douglas and Johnny Aids, Ace, who of course we all know is John Laurinaitis, defeated the Samoan SWAT team, Samu and Fatu, which received a 2.75 out of 5 rating. Michael Hayes defeated Lex Luger to win the NWA United States title. This received a 3 out of 5. Sting defeated the Iron Sheik to retain the NWA World Television title. This did not receive any stars at all. Not surprising for a, for any match involving Sting. Indeed, indeed. Ric Flair defeated Ricky Steamboat to win the NWA World Heavyweight title. Post-match, Flair was attacked by Terry Funk and pile-driven to a ringside table. Flair would miss the next two months due to injury. The bout finished second to their Clash of Champions encounter for Wrestling Observer Newsletter Match of the Year for 1989. The first bout in the trilogy was from, from Chi-Town Rumble, finished third. But this match here received a full five-star rating. The Road Warriors, Hawk and Animal, defeated the Varsity Club, Mike Rotunda and Steve Williams, in an NWA World Tag Team title match. Nikita Koloff was a special referee. 
Shortly after the match, the Varsity Club was were stripped of the tag team titles. This match received a 3.5 out of 5 rating. Andy Gilbert and Rick Steiner defeated the Varsity Club, Kevin Sullivan and Dan Spivey, to retain the NWA United States Tag Team titles. This received a 2.5 out of 5 rating. 17 years ago today, which we put out the year 2000, WCW presented Slamboree from the Kemper Arena in Kansas City, Missouri. 7,165 were in attendance with just 65,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. That's down from 115,000 for Spring Stampede a month earlier and from 195,000 homes for the 1999 Slamboree event. And here are the matches that took place. Of course, once again, I have a five-star rating. We give you, we give you these results. Chris Candido defeated the artist to retain the Cruiserweight title. It was a, it received a two out of five rating. Terry Funk defeated Norman Smiley and Ralphus in a handicapped hardcore match to retain the, hard, retain the WCW hardcore title. This received a two out of five rating. Sean Stasiak defeated Kurt Henning, which received a one out of five rating. Scott Steiner defeated Captain Rection to retain the United States Championship. I do believe Captain Rection was Hugh Morris, because we were doing the Misfits in Action uh, uh, team during that time. This match received a 2.25 out of 5 rating. Mike Awesome fought Canyon to a no contest. This received a 3.25 out of 5. The total package defeated Buff Bagwell. This received a 1 out of 5 rating. Shane Douglas defeated Ric Flair, which received a 3 out of 5 rating. Sting defeated Vampiro, which received a 2.5 out of 5 rating. Hulk Hogan defeated Billy Kidman, with Eric Bischoff being the special referee. This received a 2.5 out of 5 rating. And Jeff Jarrett defeated David Arquette, yes, the actor David Arquette, and DDP in a triple cage match to win the WWE World Heavyweight title. Post-match, Mike Awesome attacked Page, with Canyon looking to make the save. Canyon was thrown off the stage by Awesome from the second cage to the entrance ramp below, breaking it. This match, believe it or not, received a 3.25 out of 5 rating. <coughs> 16 years ago today, which was put it at 2001, following a WWF Jack taping in Uniondale, New York, Perry Saturn was sent home following a match against Mike Bell. In the bout's early moments, Bell botches a snapmare arm drag causing Saturn to land on his head and shoulder. Saturn reacted badly to be kind, attacking Bell and throwing him through the ropes, dropping him on his head on the outside. But neither man suffered serious injuries from the match. Saturn was reprimanded. Possibly as punishment for his actions against Bell, he was put in a demeaning storyline where after he suffered a concussion, Saturn began acting eccentrically and dumped his valet Terry Runnels for a mop. But the gimmick got over relatively well with fans, Saturn never got out of the doghouse with WWE management. He injured his ACL in April 2002 and was released by WWE that November before making a full recovery. Interestingly enough, Saturn was still getting paid by WWE until his contract expired in January of 2003. Fifteen years ago today, which put it at 2002, and this is something King and W.O., your T. Smith may not want, probably may not want to hear here, Scott Hall is released from WWE. The firing comes less than three months after Hall rejoined the company as a member of the reborn New World Order. It also comes after Hall showed up to consecutive WWE events 
in no condition to perform. Insurrection and, of course, Raw the next night. Allegedly, Hall, Hall had gotten so drunk he had passed out backstage during the UK pay-per-view. Hall's misbehavior peaked during the infamous plane ride from hell, where it was believed his partying and drunkenness was the catalyst for the events of the fight. Though Hall appeared to be no worse for wear during Raw during, Raw, during the show, show closing six-man tag, excuse me, it wasn't the case earlier in the day as he showed up to work intoxicated for the second time in as many shows. Hall considers filing a wrongful termination suit, but ultimately nothing came of it. <clears throat> Twelve years ago today, which would put it at 2005, Ring of Honor debuts in New York City with Manhattan Mayhem from the New Yorker Hotel. And here are the matches that took place. Lacey's Angels, Izzy and Derange, defeated Dixie and Azriel. Nigel McGinnis defeated Colt, Colt Cabana. James Gibson defeated Black Tiger. B.J. Whitmer and Jimmy Jenkins defeated Generation Next, Roderick Strong and Jack Evans to retain the ROH Tag Team titles. Samoa Joe defeated Jay Lethal to win the ROH Pure Championship. Fast Eddie defeated Davey Andrews. Jimmy Rabe defeated CM Punk in a doll collar in a doll collar match. Austin Aries defeated Alex Shelley to retain the ROH World Title, and the Rottweilers Homicide and Will Key defeated Samoa Joe and Jay Lethal. Ten years ago today, which we put it at 2007, on Raw from State College, Pennsylvania, Edge defeated Mr. Kennedy in just eight seconds to win Kennedy's WrestleMania 23 Money in the Bank contract. What's the story with, with the first time it is the only time money in the bank briefcase changing hands? It appears that the reason is twofold. A week prior, the Undertaker at the time, the World Heavyweight Champion, was diagnosed with a torn biceps injury. Later in the week, Kennedy was diagnosed with a torn triceps. For Undertaker, he would be sidelined until September. Kennedy, on the other hand, would be back just a month later. It turned out his torn triceps was just a massive hematoma. Kennedy, however, would never reach the heights he did at WrestleMania 23, especially after he catches a suspension for violating WWE's wellness policy in September. As for Edge, he would waste a little time with his newly won briefcase. He cashed it in the next night and claimed the World Heavyweight title. Two years ago today, we put it at 2015, PWInsider.com reports that Kenta Kobayashi, also known as Hideo Itami, would miss six to eight months due to a shoulder injury. The news has come two weeks before he was set to face Finn Balor and Tyler Breeze in a number one contenders match for the NXT title at TakeOver Unstoppable. After just uh, over a year of inactivity, Atomi returned to NXT at a house show in June of 2016. His return was brief. In October, he suffered a neck injury off a botched power slam at another NXT house show. Atomi returned to WWE programming on the April 19th episode of NXT, giving NXT champion Bobby Roode, the goat to sleep. Now, ladies and gentlemen, that's all we've got here for the for the uh, wrestling history here for today. So, uh, pretty interesting stuff here, of course. But uh, definitely, like I said, uh, the human suplex machine. Oh yeah, we got one more part of it. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we got one more part of it. I did say this was a two-parter here today. My apologies about that. Yes. <clears throat> Uh, let me see here. Uh, yes, let's go ahead and bring let's go ahead and bring that up. 
And of course, this is a very this second part of, the, of our history is very unique because this is, is actually it's like I said we are celebrating a birthday today, but it's a very somber birthday here, ladies and gentlemen. Today would have been the 52nd birthday of Owen James Hart. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the younger brother of, of course, uh, the legendary Brett the Hitman Hart. But anyway, born in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, Owen was the youngest of 12 children of Stu and Helen Hart. He had dual citizenship by birth. His mother, Helen, was born in New York. Owen began wrestling in high school, which is where he met his future wife, Martha. Owen didn't want to get into the family business, but after numerous attempts to make a living outside of wrestling failed, he finally turned to pro grappling. He trained in his father's heart dungeon and competed for Stampede, <coughs> excuse me, Stampede Wrestling and Joint Promotions. He would win the Stampede International Tag Team titles with Ben Basarab in 1986. It led to Owen being named Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Rookie of the Year in 1987. That same year, he wrestled for New Japan Pro Wrestling. He wrestled Kichi Yamada, both before and after his famous Jushin Liger gimmick. In May 1988, he defeated Hiroshi Hase to become the first Gaijin IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. He would lose the title after just four weeks to Shira Kochinaka. His successes in Canada and Japan eventually led him to the WWF in December of 1988. Instead of being promoted as the younger brother of Bret Hart, Owen played the masked superhero of the Blue Angel, later, that later be known as the Blue Blazer. He wrestled primarily in the mid-card, defeating enhancement talents as Terry Gibbs, Steve Lombardi, and Barry Horowitz, but losing the bigger name talents such as Greg Valentine at Survivor Series in November of 1988, Ted DiBiase at Saturday Night's Main Event in March 1989, and Mr. Perfect at WrestleMania V. Owen left the WWF shortly after WrestleMania V and returned to the independent circuit. He also competed for Stampede Wrestling in its final days, most notably losing the Mexican wrestler El Kinek in a mask versus mask match. Owen also had a brief stint in WCW in 1991, but the two sides never came to an agreement on a long-term deal. Moving he and his family to Atlanta was a deal-breaker for Owen. Owen instead opted for a second run in the WWF. Owen spent most of his early second run in tag teams, first teaming with his brother-in-law Jim Neidhart as the new foundation, Then the next year as one half of high energy with Coco Beware. He did have a brief singles push after Nyhart left the WWF, highlighted by a quick win at WrestleMania 8 over Skinner. High Energy was quickly disbanded in early 1993. Owen stood by his brother Brett in his long-term feud with Jerry Lawler in the United States Wrestling Association. While there, he won the Unified World Heavyweight title from Papa Shango. Owen's part in the WWF-USWA feud was cut short when he was sidelined with a knee injury. Owen returned to the WWF when Brett's speed with Lawler was sidetracked. His first high-profile match came with Survivor Series in 93 when Owen joined his brothers Bruce, Keith, and Brett against Jerry Lawler and his Knights. With Lawler unable to make the show, Owens and Brett's future rival, Shawn Michaels, took his place. During the bout, Owen and Brett inadvertently collided with one another, causing Owens' elimination. The confrontation resulted in the crowd turning on Owen while his brothers and father watched it and Mother Helen cried. Owen would soon adopt Brett's ring gear and finish in maneuver with a sharpshooter. Owen then challenged Brett to a match, but Brett declined, saying he had no desire to fight his brother. 
The two main events eventually challenged the Quebecers for the WWF Tag Team titles at the 94 Royal Rumble. Redwood hurt his knee during the bout, leaving him unable to tag in his younger brother. The frustration grew for Owen the longer he waited in the corner. When the match ended due to referee stoppage, Brett was deemed unable to continue on account of his injured knee. Owen kicked at Brett's injured knee, or in his words in a post-match interview, he kicked his leg out of his leg, and he felt good doing it. The act established him as a heel. The two brothers met at WrestleMania 10, with Owen getting a clean victory over his older brother, but it would be the elder Brett that stood tall when the night ended when he won the WWF title from Yokozuna. The show ended with Brett celebrating in the ring with fellow wrestlers as brother Owen watched in jealousy on the walkway. Two months later, Owen followed in Brett's footsteps by winning the King of the Ring tournament, after which he declared himself the King of Hearts, H-A-R-T-S. The two, men, two, the two men continued to feud throughout the summer, with Owen actually defeating Brett for the WWF title in a lumberjack match in mid-August. The match was ordered to restart due to interference, and Brent went on to win the match. He also defeated Owen in a steel cage match at SummerSlam about two weeks later. The cage received a five-star rating from Wrestling Observer Newsletter's Dave Meltzer. At Survivor Series, Owen convinced his mother, Helen, to throw in the towel on behalf of Bret Hart, costing him the WWF title to Bob Backlund. Owen cost Bret the title again two months later at the Royal Rumble event. The feud con- concluded a few weeks later with Bret finally defeating Owen. Owen would soon rebound at WrestleMania 11 when he and mystery partner Yokozuna defeated the Smoking Guns for the tag team titles. Following the win, Owen took on Jim Cornette and Mr. Fuji as his managers. The odd couple held the titles for five months before being defeated by Shawn Michaels and Diesel at In Your House 3 triple header. The belts were handed back to Yokozuna and Hart the next night, but were beaten for them by the Smoking Guns that evening. Owen and Yokozuna were continued until the end of the year. The next year, Owen began teaming with his brother-in-law, David Boy Smith, the British Bulldog. He would also team with Vader as a member of Camp Cornette. At In Your House 10, nine games in September 1996, the brothers-in-law defeated the Smoking Guns for the WWF Tag Team titles. They also left with a new manager, Clarence Mason, who conned Jim Cornette to sign over the contracts of the new champions. Soon after, cracks began to form between the two, especially following Bulldog firing Mason following a loss to Crush. And the two making it to the finals of the tournament to crown the first ever WWF European champion. Bulldog, of course, would win the bout. After the two were disqualified in a tag title match against the Headbangers on Raw in March 1997, the brothers-in-law exploded with Owen challenging Bulldog to a European title match the next week. The bout was so intense there they looked to be no there looked to be no reconciliation between Owen and Bulldog, and there probably wouldn't have been had Brett not stepped in. They agreed to drop their beef and reform the Hart Foundation with an anti-American slant. Shortly after the group formed, Owen found singles gold, winning the Intercontinental title from Rocky Maivia, of course the Rock. The wing gave the stable every championship in the company but the WWF championship held at the time by The Undertaker. That wouldn't last, though, as Owen and Bulldog were defeated by Stone Cold Steve Austin and Shawn Michaels in May. That began a feud between Owen and Steve. Michaels had to vacate his half of the titles due to injury. In July, Owen and Bulldog won a tournament for the right to challenge for the tag titles, but in a bit of irony, Owen and Bulldog would lose to Austin and a mystery partner. That partner turned out to be Dude Love, of course, 
one of the three faces of Mick Foley. At SummerSlam, Owen and Austin met in a Kiss My AWS match for the IC title, where Austin pledged to kiss Owen's butt if he lost. During the bout, Hart botched a pile driver, dropping Austin on the top of his head and injuring his neck. The bout went to a quick finish with Austin winning the IC title. The botch was accidental nonetheless. It was turned into a storyline with Owen having a shirt created for him, saying, Owen 316 says I just broke your neck. The neck injury forced Austin to forfeit the IC title. Owen went back as a Bower Series in November with help from the returning Stone Cold Steve Austin. On the night Owen won back the IC title, the infamous Montreal Screwdrop to close out the Survivor Series, Owen's older brother Brett left the company following the event as his contract was soon was set to expire. Owen's brothers-in-law, Jim Neidhart and David Boy Smith, soon followed as they were granted their release. Owen would have joined them, but he wasn't granted release due to contractual, contractual obligations. Owen was skeptical about how he would be used in WCW. In addition, according to Brett, WCW was unwilling to match what Owen was getting in the WWF. Owen took a sabbatical from the company, returning after Shawn Michaels retained his WWF championship at Inner House Degeneration X, attacking the champion after Michaels retained following a DQ loss to King Shamrock. Owen, now known as the Blackheart or the Lone Heart, became a fan favorite and had an antisocial attitude. He entered into a feud with DX, challenging Sean for the title on the last Raw of 1997. Hart had Michaels in the sharpshooter when Triple H interfered. The next month, Owen won the European title from Triple H. Well, sort of. Goldust dressed as Triple H in an effort to swerve Hart. The then Commissioner Sergeant Slaughter deemed Goldust to be a suitable replacement for Triple H, meaning Owens win over the fake Triple H where the title stood. Hart would be taken out by an ankle injury, of course, a KFAP during a bout against Barry Windham. Later, Triple H drew Owen to an impromptu IC title match, with Helmsley winning the title following Owen being attacked by the injured ankle and a, with a bat by China. Triple H would put Owen in a reverse ankle lock and win the European title back via referee stoppage. Triple H would go on to retain the title, defeating Owen in a return bout at WrestleMania 14. About a month after the event, Hart turned on Ken Shamrock in, in a tag match against D'Lo Brown and Rocky the Rock Nyavia. Owen snapped Shamrock's ankle and bit his ear. Hart would become the co-leader of the Nation of Domination and explain his actions. Owen said, enough is enough and it's time for a change. The Nation would feud with DX in the spring and summer of 1998. In the early stages of the feud, DX parodied the Nation with actor Jason Sensation dressing as Owen saying, I am not a nugget. This was a, in reference to a comment made by Shawn Michaels comparing Owen to a nugget of feces in a toilet bowl, the nugget that stuck around no matter how many times he tried to flush it down. The nugget term would follow Owen for the remainder of his life. Owen would be sidetracked the DX Nation feud when Ken Shamrock returned from injury. The two split a pair of pay-per-view bouts that summer. Owen won at Fully Loaded and Shamrock at SummerSlam, but nothing would be conclusively settled between the two. After the nation dissolved following SummerSlam, he began teaming with Jeff Jarrett. The partnership was, was to lead to Owen having an affair with Jarrett's manager, Deborah, but Owen turned it down. In September 1998, Owen accidentally injured k Dan Severin's neck. The story was a callback to Owen accidentally injuring Steve Austin a year earlier. Owen quit the WWF in response to the injury, but just as soon as he'd quit, his old persona returned to the company, the Blue Blazer, this time as a self-righteous, overbearing heel 
who had disdain for what the WWF had become. Owen repeatedly attempted to prove that neither he nor Jeff Jarrett was the Blue Blazer. In one scenario, Hart's former tag team partner, Coco Beware, wore the Blazer outfit. In January 1999, Owen and Jeff won the tag team titles from Ken Shamrock and the Big Boss Man. They held the titles until two days after WrestleMania 15, when they were defeated at a Raw taping by Kane and X-Pac. On May 23, 1999, Owen as the Blue Blazer was set to challenge the Godfather for the WWF Intercontinental title. In keeping with the Buffoonish superhero gimmick, Owen was to be lowered to the ring via a harness, but he would become entangled and released from a safety harness, falling flat on his face for comedic effort. The same stunt was performed on Sunday Night Heat prior to Survivor Series the previous November without issue. However, the release triggered far too early, sending Hart 78 feet down, landing chest first on the top rope, throwing him into the ring. At the time of the fall, a pre-match vignette aired, meaning the actual fall never aired on the event. For the record, a video of the actual fall does exist, it's in WWE's video vault in Stanford, Connecticut, with strict instructions not to view, duplicate, or destroy. Jim Ross emphasized that it was not a wrestling angle storyline conveying the seriousness of the situation. Hart was transported to Trimble Medical Center in Kansas City, Missouri, <clears throat> but he could not be revived. About an hour later, Owen died of internal, of internal bleeding due to blunt force trauma just 16 days after his 34th birthday. Ross announced the death of Hart to the home viewers watching on pay-per-view, but not to those in attendance. Controversially, the over-the-edge pay-per-view went to its conclusion. Debate on whether the event should have gone on to continue to this day. But there would be no re-airing of the event nor a home video release. In fact, the first official release of the event since its original airing was the launch of WWE Network in February 2014. However, all references to Owen Hart have been edited out of the broadcast, save for a memorial graphic at the beginning of the show and a statement of what had happened that evening. The next time a tribute show was done in his honor, loosely titled Raw is Owen, all storylines were put on hold, and participation on the show was optional. Nobody, the Undertaker, who had won the WWF title a night earlier, wasn't in attendance. He was with the Hart family. The episode featured 10 one-off matches of stories and anecdotes on Owen. The show garnered a 7.2 rating, the third-highest Nielsen-rated episode in the show's history, and the highest for any special episode. Just over a week after his passing, Jeff Jarrett would defeat the Godfather for the Intercontinental title, championship Owen was set to win that night. Jarrett dedicated the victory to Owen and screamed his name as he was handed the title belt. The Hart family sued the WWF and the manufacturer of the harness just a month after Owen's death. They would settle with the WWF in November 2000 for $18 million. The money was used to establish, to establish the Owen Hart Foundation. In an interview with Bret Hart on his DVD set, Bret the Hitman Hart, the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be, Bret nominated that he wished he was with Owen on the night of his death, as he would have discouraged him from performing the stunt. Owen's death caused a rift in, a, in the Hart family. Diana Hart released a book in 01 under the mat, partially in response to Owen's death. Owen's widow Martha pursued legal action against Diana. Martha herself would write a book in 2002 called Broken Hearts, The Life and Death of Owen Hart. Martha filed a lawsuit against WWE in June 2010, alleging WWE did have the right to use Owen's name and likeness, as well as personal photos, specifically on the Heart and Soul DVD. She also claimed she was owed royalty payments. In April 2013, Martha settled with the WWE for an undisclosed amount, two months before the matter was set to go to trial. Despite paying 
playing a heel for much of his career. Owen was well-liked by his peers. He was very frugal with his money, saving for a comfortable retirement and issuing parties with fellow residents in his hotel room. He was also a notorious prankster behind the scenes. In one instance, he convinced Tony Norris, also known as Ahmed Johnson, that he was a guest on The Tonight Show. In another instance, he pranked his father Stu on the weekend of WrestleMania 4, either getting into a fight with bodybuilder wrestler Reg Park, to revealing that, oh, re- revealing that Owen was in on the prank the entire time. Owen had performed in 22 of the 28 in-your-house events more than any other performer in the company. With three men events, and of course, in December 2015, WWE released a DVD retrospective excuse me, of Owen's career called Owen Heart of Gold. At the time of his passing, Owen was survived by his wife, Martha, his son, Oge, and his daughter, Athena. And a list of accomplishments for, of course, the King of Hearts right here. A two-time Intercontinental Champion, a European Champion, four-time Tag Team Champion, 1994 King of the Ring, three-time Sammy Award winner. He also won, won in 1994 for Biggest Rat, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, Stampede British Commonwealth Mid-Heavyweight Champion, Stampede International Tag Team Champion, two-time Stampede North American Heavyweight Champion, Stampede Wrestling Hall of Fame. 1994, PWI Feud of the Year, of course, with his brother Brett. 1987, PWI Rookie of the Year. 1999, Editor's Award. Number 10, Ranked Singles Wrestler in the World in 1994. Number 66, Singles Wrestler of the PWI Years. Number 84, Tag Team of the PWI Years with the British Bulldog. Two-time Wrestling Observer Newsletter Best Flying Wrestler in 87-88. 97, Wrestling... Observer Newsletter Feud of the Year, of course, with Stone Cold Steve Austin, and a five-star match versus, of course, with his, against his brother Brett from SummerSlam 1994. <clears throat> so, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Uh, of course, I hear one summer birthday here today, of course, that of the, the late and legendary Owen Hart. Of course, we all, we, of course, we all love to, would love to see him get into the Hall of Fame here again someday. Uh, we hope that comes soon, but of course we'll have to wait and see what happens. <clears throat> but in the meantime, here, um, like I said, uh, any thoughts and opinions? Of course, no. We'll definitely uh, we'll definitely make a post on the WWS Revolution Radio Facebook page on this. And if anyone wants to name any, uh, and we won't even do a poll. We'll just say, uh, you know, whatever. What were your favorite moments uh, of? Of, the, of course, the late and legendary King of Hearts, Owen Hart. Uh, there you have for your wrestling history here for today. And now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go, and go ahead, let's go ahead and get right into the, of course, the uh, lineup here of this week here in the WWS Radio Network. First off, of course, ladies and gentlemen, our Monday afternoon tradition, WWS Raw Radio, call ID 138744 pounds. As, of course, ladies and gentlemen, King and WWO, Javar T. Smith, the Iceman, Jared D. Geraldo, the human suplex machine, John Gross, and a plethora of guests will be joining, will be, of course, coming on tomorrow as they bring you, of course, uh, all the wrestling uh, news and videos here, of course, coming in there tomorrow, as well as, of course, <clears throat> uh, John will bring you, of course, wrestling history, of course, from this past, from yesterday and today, as well as, of course, tomorrow as well. <clears throat> and also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, as J.D. did point out on Power Hour yesterday, there will be, of course, another trivia challenge. Uh, I do believe it is. It is. Let me see. 
uh, I believe it was pitting JD against I think JD versus Michelle. I'm not really sure about that. I think that's correct. As they do a trivia contest trivia on the uh, the miracle Mike Bennett. Uh, of course, here just the person, his wife, of course, is well known, a former uh, WWE uh, female female superstar Maria. Uh, so uh, can't wait to uh, see what see how that how that plays out here. Uh, of course, tomorrow afternoon. Of course, also Raw ratings predictions for tomorrow night's Monday Night Raw broadcast. So be sure to join Gerard, JD, John, and the rest of the gang. Of course, for Raw Radio One Three Eight Seven Four Four Pound tomorrow afternoon from three to five p.m. Next up here, ladies and gentlemen, of course, uh, Double Dose Part One. As of course we first bring you, we will bring you WWS Wrestling Revisited. Of course, call ID One Three Nine Nine Two Six. As King Ice, of course, King NWO and the Iceman hop into the time machine one more time and talk about another classic moment in wrestling history. And like that's from 7 to 8 p.m. this Tuesday night. Wrestling Revisited, call ID 139-926-POUND. Next up here, of course, is the Mothership Broadcast, the Tuesday edition of WWS Revolution. I will definitely be back on along with the rest of the panel way too tough to handle. As King Ice brings you the latest wrestling news and views, John, the you know, machine, John Gross brings you the latest history and birthdays. Also, of course, we bring you we talk about the results of tomorrow night's Monday Night Raw broadcast, as well as, of course, more wrestling extras. Of course, we could be doing some more having to do with the draft. Uh, so you never know. You never know what could. Uh, you never know what could happen here. So we'll definitely be a. Uh, <clears throat> We'll definitely be doing some big time talking Tuesday night. So that's Revolution, like I said, Tuesday night, 138055 pounds from 9 to 11 p.m. Coming up Wednesday night, ladies and gentlemen, we do have, of course, the start us off. It's from 630 to 730. Call ID 141387 pound. It is, of course, our pop culture review show, WWS Outside the Ropes. Join myself and the Iceman, Jeremy Geronimo, as we, of course, talk about the latest pop culture headlines from the world of movies. Music, sports, uh, politics, anything, of course, making the scene. We'll definitely be bringing it here to you. Mm-hmm. And, of course, also, we're going to put J.D. in the hot seat one more time for the infamous hot seat movie trivia challenge. So that's Outside the Ropes this Wednesday night from 630 to 730. Call ID 139, I mean, I'm sorry, 141-387-POUND. Next up, of course, ladies and gentlemen, N.W. of Madness Kingdom, of course, King W.O., the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, and the Iceman will be bringing you WWS Wrestling Debate, as they, of course, as they always do, <clears throat> uh, discuss and debate, of course, over a big time wrestling topic. It could be something recent, it could be something from the past. You never know what could, what could what, what they can be talking about. So, so be sure to listen in, of course, Wednesday night from 8 to 9 p.m. for Wrestling Debate. Call ID 139-925-POUND. Next up, ladies and gentlemen, uh, of course, our Wednesday edition of Revolution. We, of course, once again will be bringing you the latest wrestling news and views, also the, right, the latest uh, history and birthdays. <clears throat> and, of course, we're talking about the latest the results in Tuesday SmackDown Live broadcast, as well as, of course, our wrestling extras. There will be some more having to do with the draft or some more fantasy matchups. Uh, also, I did forget to mention something for Tuesday's Revolution. The live video for Tuesday's Revolution will be coming from the Hardy Boys fans Facebook group. So be sure to join us there. And Wednesday's Revolution will have be having it from the main page itself, of course, the, the WWS Revolution Radio Facebook page. So be sure to join us 
Wednesday evening from 9 to 11 p.m. for Revolution. Once again, 138.055 pounds. Next up, ladies and gentlemen, our Double Dose Part 2. Will, of course, be, <clears throat> of course, first off, we will have another episode here of Top Heel Inc. Uh, there was one here earlier in the evening done by Keen and W. Duarte Smith. They could be back on. He'll bring, bring it back Thursday evening from 7 to 8 p.m., of course, as him and the rest of the NWO Madness Kingdom, of course, the Iceman and the Black Widow, Michelle and Dodds, as they, of course, heal it up with some big-time wrestling discussion. So be sure to join in for Top Heel Inc. <clears throat> this uh, Thursday night from 7 to 8 p.m., of course, call ID 140-562-POUND. And also be sure to listen to the episode I did earlier this evening, which was, which, which from what I heard, was very good. Also, of course, we, 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 we can start the countdown, of course, for, for our second installment of the Radio Network, NWO Wolfpack, as we go into episode number 98. Uh, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, two more to go before the big 100th episode. And I'll bring up an announcement about that that I made on our anniversary show last night here in just a moment. But NWO Wolfpack, of course, Thursday night, of course, once again, will be our rest of news and views. Uh, history and birthdays, once again. And of course, uh, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Um, as a, and of course, uh, of course, our uh, like I said, our wrestling news and views, our history and birthdays, and of course, our uh, <clears throat> and of course, like I said, our wrestling extras. Of course, there could be more uh, having to do with our fantasy draft here. We could be starting some make some matches here. Uh, Oh, yes, I do have a little bit of a typo here. The live video feed for NWO Wolfpack is going to be Hardy Boys, man. I'm sorry about that. Um, I'll have to double-check on Tuesday's Revolution and see what that was here again. Of course, whenever you get, whenever you get these all fixed up, ladies and gentlemen, you don't, does not sink in, really, um, does not sink in very, very quickly about whenever. Yes, that's, that's correct. I'll come back to that in just a minute. But... Uh, but I would say this, just go ahead and say one more, you know, one more time for NWO Wolfpack to reiterate. Our wrestling news and views, our history and birthdays, <laughs> and of course our more wrestling extras, of course, including it could be, like I said, some more for our fantasy draft, as well as, of course, some, maybe some fantasy matchups, you never know. Um, I will go ahead and reiterate once again, there was a little bit of a state that I mentioned there earlier. That NWO Wolfpack will be, in, will be coming from our group called Hardy Boys Fans, and I do apologize for that. So, so that's a little bit of a typo there on my part. Uh, Tuesday's edition of Revolution will be coming from WWS NXT in the Alliance. So my apologies about that. I did, I did kind of correct myself on that. <clears throat> so be sure to join us. Like I said, uh, for NWO Wolfpack this Thursday night from 9 to 11. Of course, call ID 138-521-POUND. And ladies and gentlemen, we may, I have not had any confirmation, we may have a return uh, one of our two shows hosted by the Blackwood and Michelle Lynn Dodds. I have not gotten any confirmation on that as of yet. But um, as soon as I as soon as I get some confirmation on that, I will keep everybody informed of this during our other shows here during the week. Uh, whether it be Revolution or Wolfpack, we'll, we'll let everyone know about about an update here. Of course, when we get when we do have it from the Blackwood, I do believe we may have another episode popping up of of either. TNA Men event or the or Women's Revolution, but we're not we're not 100% clear on that as of yet. But we'll keep everybody.
everybody informed on, on that as we get more information. Uh, the Friday edition of Revolution Nova will take place from 9 to 11. Of course, once again, more wrestling news and views, more history and birthdays, and of course, more uh, wrestling extras, of course, which will include our fantasy draft and maybe some fantasy matchups and maybe something else. You never know what we'll be doing. Uh, our live video feed will be from our group dedicated to the late Ultimate Warrior, which is OWN US A Warrior's Legacy. Be sure to join us for that. <clears throat> Revolution 138055 Pound, of course, every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday night from 9 to 11 p.m. <coughs> and, of course, last but not least, this Saturday, this coming Saturday at 4 o'clock, uh, we'll have another edition of FWS Power Hour as myself and, of course, uh, other, it could be the could be the Iceman, J.D. Jeremy Geralmo, it could be King and W.O. Gerard Smith, it could be both, we don't know. But, of course, uh, but uh, Power Trio will join me as, of course, as we talk about all the shows this past week here in the radio network, as well as, of course, giving you uh, an update on the wrestling history for this coming Saturday, as well as an update on, uh, on another episode we have done this past week courtesy of TalkShoe.com. So Power Hour is this <clears throat> is this Saturday afternoon at 4 o'clock right here on TalkShoe.com. Call ID 141-364-POUND. And ladies and gentlemen, there you have it, all of our shows here this week. Be sure to listen, listen in on all of them right here, of course, starting with uh, uh, Raw Radio. And of course, like I said, uh, tomorrow, then Wrestling Revisited and Revolution on Tuesday. Outside the Ropes, Wrestling Debate and Revolution on Wednesday. Uh, Top Hill Inc. and Wolfpack on Thursday. A possibility of uh, Women's Revolution, I do believe, and the original, of course, Revolution on Friday. Uh, but we'll let you know about Women's Revolution and see if that will take place or not. And, of course, Saturday, we'll also have uh, <clears throat> an episode of Power Hour. Uh, have not heard about any other shows going on that day, but we'll keep everybody informed if there is a change in an episode. Or if, there, or if we have more than one episode happening, or or, if, or a current episode changes days and times, a day and a time, I'm not sure. But we'll keep everybody informed of that when we have more information. But there you go, right there. Of course, our phone number for all of the shows in the radio network is 1-724-444-7444. And quickly, ladies and gentlemen, let's see if we have any updates on any of the numbers for any of our shows from the past week. Um, and it looks like we do, I think, as of, as of just a few moments ago here, this number has been officially been updated. Uh, outside the Ropes did receive three downloads officially for the week. So there was a little bit of a recovery there, because I think they only had one uh, as of Power Hour yesterday. Uh, Power Hour only also received just one download for all of last week. Uh, let's see how Tapio Inc. did. Tapio Inc. got up, got up a little bit of ways. Tapio Inc. received three downloads this week. Very good indeed. Uh, Wrestling Revisited received officially received two downloads to end the week. Let's see how wrestling debate did <laughs> this past week. It ended the week with officially two downloads. Very good, very good. 
Uh, let's see here. We'll check Attitude Radio and all, of course, with the episode that took place last night. Uh, let's see how they did. Uh, Attitude Radio got two downloads. In. Excellent. Very, very good indeed. They could listen to past episodes, or, of course, it could have been the episode we did last night, of course, being our anniversary show. And by the way, do check that one episode out, of course, because that was a great, great show. And I said, once again, King W. Jabbar T. Smith and the rest of our panel went to Tough to Handle did a fine job with that last night as well. Of course, I brought in the live video feed on the Attitude Radio page, but still, it was a terrific, terrific show. Uh, let's see how Raw Radio did last week. The end of the week, Raw Radio got in two downloads. I mean, a little bit lower than what it might be used to, but... Uh, NWO Wolfpack ended with three downloads, so it, it recovered nicely. Very much so, indeed. Yes, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, also keep in mind that, you know, this also could come from people downloading past episodes as well of all of, all of our shows as well. Now, this last week, Revolution did have four episodes, but, of course, last Friday's, no, last Sunday's, excuse me, special uh prediction show for WWE Payback, so this might kind of help it out a little bit. I'm not sure. Whoa! And we have a big-time number here, ladies and gentlemen, um, and I did expect this. Uh, we did end the week for Revolution with 12 episodes, so it's looking it's looking good here so far for Revolution. So, uh, so thank you all for listening in on that, too. And, of course, let's check our promotions. Speaking of promotions, let's go ahead and check those out as well. Promotions, sometimes a lot of people do download those. I mean, not, not a whole lot, but they do download some of them. And the promotions end up getting end up getting one for this past week, just down a little bit from the previous week, but that's okay. But, uh, of course, I do thank TalkShoe.com for providing us with the stats, of course, for all of our for all of our, for all of our shows here, you know, keeping us up to date and all. Let us know how we're doing, and it seems like we're doing pretty darn well. And I would be nice to have it over 1,000 episodes, of course, in the lineup, and <clears throat> and of course, over 1,300 hours worth of talk, of course. And a lot of it, and some of it's not just, you know, and there might be a whole lot of it that might include me, but of course, some of it, of course, does include our other great folks here as well, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, King and W.O. Jawarki Smith, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, the Human Super Machine, John Gross, and of course a lot of people that we've had on the show here over, over the last couple of years. For everybody, from, of course, three of our original members, the JML Experience, Rhonda Rush Wright, and the big guy, Q. Jeff Teeters. Also, of course, we've got to include some folks, especially, you know, especially, you know, we've had special guests, including, like I said, four great four legendary wrestling personalities who lived that life, you know, in the early days of wrestling, like Michael Sam Houston, the late Manny Villalobos, legendary wrestling announcer Gary Michael Capetta, and, of course, just actually this year we've had a former manager, of course, during the days of WCW, who managed, of course, the guy like the Ultimo Dragon and Ernest the Cat Miller, of course, talking about Sonny Ono, so we've had some we've had some uh, great moments on here, 
And yes, we've had some triumphs. We've had maybe a couple of sad moments, several sad moments, too. And of course, we keep talking about, of course, the episode number 29 when we pay tribute to Piper, when everyone came together. And that right there is truly, I think, will be, if anyone asks me, there's a highlight of, of the of all the shows. Now, all of them are great. Every single one of them are awesome. Because if there might be something I'm not on, all the shows are great. But this particular one, episode 29 of Revolution, done July 31st, 2015, was truly like the highlight of all of the highlight of of our entire show because we could not stop talking about Piper at all that night. Um, and it was a, it was, it was, I mean, yes, we did. We, we were all sad, and King W did show it that night, but. You know, you know, we said, you know, the heck is it with that? You know, if you if you if you felt that way, I mean, it's hard to let it all out. And that showed that showed kind of true emotion. I mean, I mean, GTS kind of put it best. He said, no, it's like losing a family member, and it was. I mean, like I said, when you lose someone, you know, well known in the world of wrestling. I mean, I'm sure like I said the wrestling world lost. Also, I mean, it takes a bit a real big chunk of that. And of course, especially when we lost. You know, great superstars like Dusty Rhodes and the Ultimate Warrior and the Macho Man Randy Savage. I mean, we all felt that China was another. I mean, we all felt that big time, indeed. There's so many gone. I mean, even Rick Root, guys like Rick Root and the British Bulldog and Owen Hart, I mean, all them. I mean, we've lost so many great, great folks here. But, uh, but of course, we here as not only as a wrestling broadcast team, not only as a a group of folks that just comes on and simply just choose to fat on everything going on around the world of wrestling, but in the past two years, as you know, we've all put it on Attitude Radio last night. We are all family, and that's what we do. That's we, that's what we all do. We all talk about this. It's one thing we love, and we will continue to do so hopefully for many more years to come, of course, especially hopefully we'll be able to bring in the future generation, of course, being a form of Michelle's son, Caleb, and who knows, maybe Rhonda's daughter, Harlow, may end up being a part of this. As I said before, both of them are the future of WCWS, so you never you never know, like I said, you know, what they'll be bringing to the table and all that, the same thing that, you know, that their, their mothers, and as well as myself and Gerard, and JD and John and everybody else has brought to the table. So you never know what could happen here. But we hope to like City King to bring more and more and more and maybe add more episodes to the mix. Uh, you know, bring you more episodes of some others that we have not done in a while. Of course, including Wrestling Profile, which hopefully we'll get right back on the road here soon. There's like I said, Michelle's plan on bringing Teen Amen event and Women's Revolution back on here soon, hopefully. Uh, in the outlook, we're trying to get back up and running again. So we got a lot that's going to be going on, and we've added more and more episodes to the library. So don't you worry about that. And of course, the radio archives has plenty of plenty of talk there. So if anybody ever wants to pull up an episode and just listen to it, in regards to whatever they're talking about, if it's about wrestling, they're going to enjoy listening to it, bar none. On that note, here, folks, <clears throat> what a weekend this has been. Of course, like I said. Uh, Specialized to the WWS Radio Network celebrating two years yesterday, of course, with our episode of Attitude Radio last night. 
Uh, this has been a dynamite year so far for the radio network, and we hope to continue to go strong really, really soon. This is Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw saying thank you very much for listening to our promos here tonight. And be sure to join us for all of our shows here in the radio network here this week, uh, and also including Revolution and Wolfpack, which will have our live video feeds. But of course, don't forget those other don't forget our other shows as well, including I said Raw Radio, Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, Outside the Ropes, Top Hill Inc., and of course Power Hour. Uh, be sure to listen to all of those in. And uh, we'd love to get your thoughts and opinions on each of those shows, so be sure to let the call in there or join us through our live video feeds and so let us know how we're doing. And like I said, our, our, this has been a promotion of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoot.com where we're <clears throat> the, uh, this is, of course, John with a we're two years in and we're, and we're going to continue to stay in. <clears throat> Forgive me there, folks. I forget what halftime I'm, I'm going to say. Uh, yes, two years older and continuing to be bolder. Yes, I have I had a little bit of a brain lapse there, folks. That's okay. Two years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. And, of course, an outside the ropes case or your pop culture connection as well. Take care of yourselves and each other. Listen to us all this week here in the radio network. Listen to all of our past episodes as well. And from all of us here at the WWS Radio Network, right here on TalkShoe.com, God bless. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VTW void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus